we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for July 31st, 2023. A lot to cover today. Um, I'm going to try to get through all this in two parts. It might bleed to three. Uh, go ahead and start us off with the updated group prayer that we rotate. This is current list uh, list of current event prayer points, part one. So we've split this into two to make it more manageable. And I always post these in every PDF, whatever one we're praying, but you can always reference the other PDFs to see what. And I try to keep like this one updated as well because, you know, regarding current events and things of that nature. So I'll go ahead and open us up in prayer. Father God in heaven, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray for you to expose and destroy the Great Reset Agenda worldwide designed to bring in the New World Order and for your divine intervention regarding the conflict in the Ukraine. Please protect the Christians, the innocent, the righteous in the Ukraine and the surrounding areas, and may this conflict be used to bring forth your truth and righteousness. We pray that every evil plan and scheme of, of evil be exposed and destroyed regarding this war. And for God to expose and destroy the pandemic vaccine agenda worldwide with all of its big brother aspects like DNA defiling, graphene oxide filled, parasite ridden, nanotech laden vaccinations from Pfizer, Moderna, Janssen, Johnson & Johnson, BioNTech, AstraZeneca, and others. And for the stoppage of all digital health passports and for God's judgment and destruction to be upon the vaccine and medical cartels perpetuating this evil. And for them to be exposed and destroyed. For God to thwart any deep state, steep, deep state false flag attacks in order to blame anti-vaxxers, Christians, and gun owners. We pray for the destruction of CERN and all the other 30,000 plus particle colliders worldwide. And for the destruction of all D-wave quantum computers. And for, all the, and for the eradication of every wicked uh, portal, doorway or doorway these devices and all witchcraft taking place in the universe have opened and that all dark matter that they have been created to for it to be destroyed we pray for the destruction of the wicked plans of this current evil american political administration and all evil political administrations worldwide <clears throat> and for the fear of god to be upon both the democrats and republicans and if they will not repent of their wickedness that god would hedge up their way with thorns and have them in total confusion and derision and that they would turn on each other and devour one another and against every level of government that has been hijacked by wickedness and for the destruction of the chinese ccp plans for taking over America, Mexico, Canada, and elsewhere, for the eradication of groups like Black Lives Matter and Antifa, for the diverting of any incoming asteroids or meteors that might hit the Earth, for God's intervention regarding the Second Amendment and the disarmament gun confiscation situation developing in the U.S. and elsewhere, for God's intervention regarding the coming food and water shortages and the honeybee die-off worldwide, for the stoppage of all U.N. troops already in America and elsewhere. <clears throat> Regarding the body of Christ, we pray for strength, endurance, courage, guidance, favor, divine providence, and foreknowledge, and the power to overcome all this wickedness that is increasing by the day. For the defense, protection, and victory of all Christians worldwide, especially the persecuted, and all, also all the targeted individuals worldwide. For God to reveal any unconfessed sin, iniquity, trespasses, and transgressions to his Christians that need to be repented of, and any ungodly agreements we have with this world. For God's will to be done in all the Christian churches, whether in buildings, online, or otherwise, and that are in bondage to the spirit of witchcraft. And for God to expose and remove all the witches and ministers of Satan masquerading as angels of light in them, and to break the power of all witchcraft over these churches in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, or these ministries in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and to loose the spirits of truth and discernment on the deceived Christians worldwide, and for them to have eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive the truth, and to deliver his Christians from the spirit of witchcraft and from following a false light. We pray as you instructed in Luke 10, 2, that the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into the harvest. We pray according to Psalm 19, 
uh, 12 through 14, for the Lord to cleanse us from secret faults and keep us from presumptuous sins, that they would not have dominion over us, and that let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. For all Christians to wake up and spread the gospel and push back against all their freedoms being taken away. For the destruction of the 501c3 FEMA clergy response teams being activated in America to, be to betray and destroy the Christians and that they would be exposed. Lord, we also pray for this the implementation of these CBDCs, this blockchain, all the wickedness surrounding that, God, for that to be exposed and destroyed. We pray against the slaughter of Christians worldwide, and we loose the legions, legions of angels regarding all these prayer points to accomplish your will, and we bind up every devil, demon, evil entity, or fallen angel that would try to hinder these petitions or angels and command them to go where Jesus Christ tells them to go and command that none can come to take their place. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Okay, so going right into it, a lot broke this last week on the subject, and I've been talking a lot about this recently. Um, <laughs> and we've been warning about this for many years. And it's one of the reasons that this ministry started. This was one of the main subjects I saw that the church either never touched or if they even mentioned it you were a tinfoil hat wearing nut nutcase essentially if you even gave any credence any but my biggest thing has always been what is the agenda behind this you know it's not what the church thinks about like this particular subject because this is not a popular subject in pulpits um <clears throat> Pastors don't want to be labeled and this type of stuff. To me, that's all irrelevant. What matters is what is the agenda? They've put billions of dollars just through sci-fi movies and sci-fi series and um, all of this thing that's going on with soft disclosure, all of these whistleblowers that have been coming forth increasingly over the last decade in particular. Is there an endgame agenda? I mean, Hollywood's invested so much in this agenda and... I believe that we're really on the cusp, potentially, of all of this stuff coming to a head and the true agenda behind this being revealed and released. And it's so yoked up with the New Age. It's yoked up, I see it being yoked up with this Freedom Doctor movement, um, with even things like Trump and RFK Jr. and so many of these other supposed coming awaited saviors. It is yoked up with this. Because the New Agers are yoking up with these people that I mentioned. Michael Flynn, these types of people. Even, even we can look now at Jim Caviezel on the whole child sex trafficking. That's also an aspect. I just saw something the other day that Michael Sawyer released on that subject as well. Michael Sawyer being probably at the very spear tip of wanting to bring about the coming disclosure. His version of disclosure program to humanity where they're going to be portrayed as our great space brothers. And yes, there'll be a wicked faction. It'll be good cop, bad cop, just like we have Republican and Democrat. But we need to align with the good space brothers and the good ascended masters, and they're going to bring us into the glorious new age, um, the new world order. We have to destroy the old world order, though, to bring us into the new. And I'm telling you, I've been warning about this for over a decade, and, and it just seems that we're getting closer and closer to that eventuality happening. This one is uh, Disclosure Alert UFO Whistleblower. Uh, 
U.S. recovered a U.S. UFO whistleblower has said the U.S. has recovered non-human biological pilots from crashed crafts. I'm going to play you the video. You'll hear, you'll hear the audio, but it's a video. U.S. Air Force Major David Grush on Wednesday testified before a House Oversight and Accountability Subcommittee hearing on UFOs. Grush, uh, a former intel community officer tasked with investigating UAPs or unidentified aerial phenomenon, told lawmakers that the U.S. government has recovered non-human biological pilots from crashed crafts. Meaning aliens. Okay. Um, my testimony is based on information I've been given by individuals with a long-standing track record of legitimacy and service to the country, many of whom have shared compelling evidence in the form of photography, various documentation, and classified oral testimony to myself and many various colleagues, Grush said on Wednesday. I am asking Congress to hold our government to the standard and thoroughly investigate these claims. But as I stand here now under oath, I am speaking to the facts as I've been told them. Grush said biologics came with some of the recovered crafts, meaning the crashed UFOs that they have retrieved, there were alien bodies in some of the crafts. Okay, now granted, I understand that, you know, the whole alien thing, um, we're dealing with biological containers for devils. Okay, that's essentially what aliens are. I do think they have a physical body. I think there's been enough proof of that. They, there's been many instances where it's been shown they can be killed. Now, there's also instances where people get abducted by them and they, they seemingly are able to just go through walls and things of this nature. So there is a interdimensional component to these aliens. And, and for this case, there's small grays, there's tall grays, there's reptilians, there's things of this nature. Um, they, I've seen that same dynamic with Sasquatch, Bigfoot, where they can phase in and out of um, like almost like a cloaking mechanism where they can actually have an interdimensional capacity. I don't know how exactly all that works. I know that they're from the demonic realm. I know that they are some type of Nephilim type demonic entity. And they're not all cookie cutter. I think there's different origins for each one of them. But we know they're on the side of the wicked one. And Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. <clears throat> so, the main thing, if you took a news crew back to Noah's day, the main story you would come back reporting on, if you look at Genesis 6, is that the sons of God saw the daughters of man, and the sons of God were good angels. Always used, That term is always used as good angels in the Old Testament. Now, in the New Testament, that can be referred to as a believer. But in the Old Testament, derived from Hebrew, totally different um, language it was derived from, the sons of God, it's used like, I don't know, five or six times. It's always referred to as angels, good angels. Okay, The sons of God saw the daughters of man, that they were fair. They took them wives all that they chose. And basically, the wives bore them these abominations, these giants, these men of old, these men of renown. Translated from the Hebrew word Nephilim, or the fallen ones. Okay. Once they fell, though, they weren't the sons of God anymore. They were fallen angels. And we're going to talk more about that today, about Mount Hermon and the fallen angels, which is most likely where they did fall originally. Um, so, if Jesus warned us that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man, shouldn't we be looking for that those same dynamics to be taking place now when, re whether you believe in pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, whatever, pre-wrath, 
rapture, we're in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. We, we've got all the technology for the mark of the beast to be implemented. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen right this second, but man, we're rapidly moving toward that. And if we're rapidly moving toward that, we should be on the verge and the cusp or looking out for the arrival of the Antichrist and the false prophet who will implement those things. The, te the, the, the temple could re be rebuilt in Jerusalem in a very short period of time. They've already got all the technology to rebuild that thing very quickly. The temple institute is waiting, um, just frothing at the mouth to get that. They've, all, they've got all the priestly garments. They've got all the implements in order for the abomination of desolation that Jesus Christ warns about in Matthew 24 to be committed. Where he goes into the Holy of Holies, the rebuilt temple and the Holy of Holies and proclaims himself to be God, the Antichrist, essentially. But you have to have a rebuilt temple for that. That could happen very quickly. If we're not there yet, okay, and that happens at the midpoint of the seven-year tribulation. So, um, we're not in the tribulation yet. We're clearly not there yet. Uh, there's biblical parameters that have to be fulfilled for that to happen. Antichrist has not arisen. The false prophet has not arisen. The temple's not been rebuilt. I mean, there's a lot of different things that have not happened. Um, but we should be looking on the lookout for these Nephilim-type creatures that existed in... Noah's day, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Now, I think that that whole dynamic is very different now because it's a whole different cast of characters. I think you had gray aliens back in Noah's day, most likely. It was just, back then it was much less sophisticated. It didn't need to be sophisticated. It was like the 900-pound gorilla shows up in the room and starts dominating humanity. For one reason or another, they couldn't pull that same dynamic off in today's day and age. It, it, God didn't. I don't think God's going to permit it, and I think it, it alludes to the fact where God says in Daniel, in regarding the end times, it says they, meaning some other race, shall mingle themselves with the seed of man, but they shall not cleave. They're going to mingle their seed, just like they did in Noah's day, with the seed of man, but they shall not cleave. And that word cleave in the Hebrew means to aptly fit, to fit well. And this whole breeding program that was taking place in Genesis 6, they're trying to recreate it in our day, and they have, to a certain extent, again, read David Daniel's stuff online, listen to some of that. Now, granted, he's not saved, but he's going to be very matter-of-fact that they do walk among us. These non-human entities clearly walk by. I have documented that over and over. So many first-hand sightings from my listeners, from even my daughter, about these things that walk among us and defile humanity. This is all part of um, this they that are mingling themselves with the seed of men. It's much more covert in today's day and age. Much more. It's not like smash you over the head like Genesis 6 was, where they're out in the open all the time. Now, I think we're going to get to that point once they have enough numbers, once wickedness has increased to a point that's sufficient for them to come out of, the, come out of their hiding. And I think this is going to happen in a host of ways. There are so many different various forms of these wicked entities that occupy some type of body. Um that I'm sure I'm not even aware of. 
And I do believe they are in the process of coming out of the shadows. This is just one aspect of it. This whole alien thing is just one small... They're already implanted here in society. It's like the show they live. And the moment, um, like, this, this, basically this um, wicked race of entities that walked among and ruled humanity in the in the movie they live i don't advise you watch it it's rated r and it's not a a christian movie but the concept is there that concept is there in what kept them cloaked well in the particular movie electronic um frequencies you today we've got all the same dynamic going on with 5g and smart meters and and led weaponized street lights and satellites hitting us with 5g it helps to keep these entities cloaked in the end of that movie when that when the satellite was finally destroyed or whatever and then everybody could see these things for what they were they couldn't cloak anymore i do believe there's some type of similar dynamic going on now i think it's a big reason why they want to get why they're just trying to shove this 5g 6g smart meters the the led lights the led street lights the all of the different way the smart appliances all these different ways not only is that destroying us and interfering with our bodies i mean i i think the 5g is just devastating i, I find every year that go every month that goes by it's almost harder and harder just to maintain health for me personally and, and I, i've got access to hundreds of products it's a constant struggle for me to even maintain health at this point and i'm doing a lot and i and i do i eat i mean probably better than 99 percent of the population and that probably more than that and i do heavy duty cardio i am trying to take care of myself and i find that if it's that hard for me i mean i just gotta believe that a lot of people are super and then you have the kill shots and you have the shedding from the kill shots and and um so many ways they're trying to destroy us and take us out with the chemtrails and and the gmo foods and and now they're they're just trying to infiltrate every single aspect of you know the, the drinking water the the food supplies the the air that we breathe i mean all these frequencies we're being bombarded with 24 7 i don't think any of us really know the half of it it's all part of this though it's all part of this other race this they that are mingling themselves with the seed of men satan's foot soldiers biological entities that are under satan's control nephilim type creatures most of the time probably part human part something else but maybe it's just part fallen angel part whatever reptile in some cases part whatever i mean again you look at the greek greek legends of like the minotaur and, and uh, the the satyr and and um you know these creatures that were half bull half human half whatever well you know I believe there's truth in that because you can look at Genesis 6 and you can look at the book of Enoch, which I'm not saying is canon of scripture, but I've done whole studies on the book of Enoch and it talks about these things. That they It said when they defiled man and they, and, and, um, they consumed man and then when, you know, that wasn't enough, they started defiling animals and the fish and the birds and everything else. And this is where you could easily get a lot of these Greek legends from. These fallen angels going into animal forms it's probably where you get things like bigfoot and 
dogmen and a lot of these entities that so many people in the church just say you're you're crazy like that ever happened like that ever existed boy they're gonna have a lot of explaining to do <laughs> to when when this stuff becomes full mainstream because there's been an agenda behind this and that agenda is not going to go away i've tried to prepare my listeners regarding this whole kitten caboodle that i just talked about kettle of fish um, I'm not saying there's, I probably couldn't have done a better job, but I've tried, you know, a- anyway, we've got, um, this guy, this U S air force major, David Grush testified before the house oversight and accountability subcommittee on UFOs. And let's just hear what he says real quick. And this is just part of the testimony. I'm going to, I'm actually going to be getting a little bit more into other stuff. Okay, so here's this Grush guy being questioned by a congresswoman named Miss Mace. Intelligent extraterrestrials. Something I can't discuss in public setting. Um, okay, I can't ask when you think this occurred. <laughs> if you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, Meaning these aliens, you know, um, or at least that's what they're portrayed as. I already told you what, you know, I think they're just biological containers for devils, essentially, especially the gray ones. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the Non-human. Program. And I mean, can you imagine even going back five years ago when, when I might have been talking about this? And so many people I, I know that I've been labeled for so long over, oh, Mr. Alien Boy or whatever. But now they're opening, they're openly discussing this in Congress. It's validating all of these other studies I've ever done. It's not because I'm Mr. Smarty Pants and I know everything. I'm just like, guys, this is common knowledge. I, I can see where this is going. There's obviously an agenda behind this. This is this has an end point. This has an end game. That's all I've been trying to point out. But this information has been widely available. And the whole thing with soft disclosure where high-level people in our military have been coming out and saying same the same things as this particular gentleman is saying that's been going on for a long time now and was this documentary evidence this video photos eyewitness like how would that be determined the specific documentation i would have to talk to you in a skiff about gotcha um okay so and and you may or may not be able to answer my last question and maybe we get into a skiff at the next hearing that we have meaning they would have to go out into a skiff like little boat and talk about it there because that so they'd have better privacy sorry little little humor little alien humor there sorry but who in the government either what agency sub agency what contractors who should be called into the next hearing about uaps either in a public setting or even in a private setting and, and you probably can't name names but what agencies or organizations contractors etc do we need to call in to get these questions answered whether it's about funding what programs are happening and what's out there i can give you a specific cooperative and hostile witness list of specific individuals uh, that were in those and, and how soon can we get that list i'm happy to provide that to you after the hearing super thank you and i yield back Okay, so we have that. 
I'm going to be covering a lot of little different aspects of this. Uh, let's go back to the report. Next report, UAP witness UFO encountered far beyond the UFO we encountered was far beyond actually our material science that we currently possess. That different guy, Commander David Fravor, retired, former commanding officer in the United States Navy, spoke to Representative Tim Burchett, Rep Republican out of Tennessee, about the famous Tic Tac uh, UFO encounter captured on film in 2004. I think this is at the same subcommittee hearing that we just heard. Uh, at, yeah, at today's Oversight Committee, Subcommittee on National Security, the Board of Foreign Affairs hearing. All right, let's just play. We're going to play two, point, two minutes, 35 seconds of this one. Thank you. We'll go to Mr. Richard himself. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, uh, Mr. Garcia. I would like to have you on the, my legislation to do just that on the, on the reporting, um, and we'll get together on that. Maybe you can be my co-sponsor on that. That'd be really cool. Thank you for those great questions. Um, Mr. Graves, again, I'd like to know, um, how do you know that these were not our aircraft? Some of the behaviors that we saw in a working area, we would see these objects uh, being at 0.0, .0 Mach, that's zero airspeed, over certain pieces of the ground. So what that means, just like a river, if you throw a bobber in, it's going to float downstream. These objects were staying completely stationary in Category 4 hurricane winds. So in other words, they were just hovering in one spot. These same objects would then accelerate to supersonic speeds, 1.1, 1.2 Mach. Uh, and they would do so in very erratic and, and quick behaviors that we don't, I don't have an explanation for. Okay. Have you spoken to um, commercial and military pilots um, that have seen these off of our East Coast? I have. Okay. Um, Mr. Fravor, I noticed that um, um, in the Tic Tac video, uh, it's Tic Tac like the candy, not Tic Tac like the uh, Chinese communist uh, app that's correct yes sir i just want to make that because uh, my daughter uh corrected me on that and called me a boomer and said hey boomer and i said no baby it's tic tac like the candy you're gonna have to just look it up and um <laughs> but now i would also like to say today is a is a day of many firsts it's a um, miracle that we're having this this meeting and it's also a miracle that my wife has put up with me for nine years today today is my anniversary so i want to tell my wife happy anniversary and that i love her very much um as she likes to say, this nine years have been the best two years of her life. So, <laughs> this guy should try stand up sometime, maybe at the local comedian place. Um, Mr. Favor, what what astonished you the most about the the flight capabilities of these Tic Tac? Very briefly, uh, the performance, absolute performance. It was. And, and uh, you're you're not aware of any other objects that anybody in the world has in this world that has those capabilities. No, I think it's far beyond actually our material science that we currently possess. Are you aware of any other reconnaissance platforms that have tracked or recorded the Tic Tac's maneuvers, maybe the NORAD system or any of the others? I am not. Okay. Mr. Grush. Okay, so we have that. Um, I think he's going to ask him, the other guys, some stuff. I, I'm trying to like get through this so we can just hit, kind of hit the high points. Another one, National Security Head claims UFOs having a real impact on U.S. Air Force pilots. UAP News on Twitter says White House National Security Counselor, Council Coordinator Admiral John Kirby 
again, another totally different guy, was asked about Senator Schumer's UAP legislation. White House takes it seriously. Some of these phenomena we know have already had an impact on our training ranges. So this is a whole other different aspect of how they're being impacted by this. So this is straight from the White House uh, where they do the press briefings. You're hearing from there. John, I want to ask you about something that's starting to gain steam here in Washington, which is UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena. Uh, there's going to is. be a, a House Oversight Committee hearing at the end of this month. Uh, Senator Schumer has put forth an amendment to the NDAA that is modeled after the JFK Assassination Records Collection Act. What level of transparency does the Biden administration believe that the American public deserves and should have as it relates to UAPs? Well, without speaking to proposed legislation... Again, UAPs, un unidentified aerial phenomenon. ...won't do that. Uh, as you know, the Pentagon has stood up uh, an entire organization to help collate and coordinate uh, the reporting and analysis of, uh, of sightings of UAP across the military. Uh, before that, there wasn't really a coordinated, integrated effort to do that. Um, and, of course, we will always want to be as transparent with members of Congress and with the American people as we can, considering national security concerns. There, this used to get laughed at for quite some time, for years and the what decades. What gets laughed at? The idea of Congress taking this up. I mean, Gerald Ford talked about this as a congressman back in 1966, and here we are, what is that, 60 years later, give or take. Uh, is, is this a legitimate issue? Does the administration believe that getting to the bottom of these sightings in the air, is it a real concern? Is it a real legitimate issue as you see it? Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have stood up an organization at the Pentagon to analyze and, uh, and try to collect and, and and, and coordinate the way these sightings are reported if we didn't take it seriously, of course we do. I mean, some of these phenomena, we know, have already had uh, an impact on our training ranges for, you know, when pilots are out trying to do training in the air and they see these things, they're not sure what they are, and it can have an impact on their ability to perfect their skills. So it already had uh, an impact here, um, and we just want to better understand it. Now, we're not saying what they are or what they're not. We're saying that there's something our pilots are seeing. We're saying it has had an effect on some of our training operations, and so we want to get to the bottom of it. We want to understand it better. So, yes. Do you believe these whistleblowers that have come forward? I'm not going to talk about individual whistleblowers. Okay, so that's that's basically it for that. Um, all right, so again, it's just stuff you would have never even thought you'd hear talked about from the White House. Now it's just, you know, common. In announcing the upcoming hearing, Republican Tennessee Representative Tim Burchett tweeted Monday that, quote, we're done with cover-ups. And um, <clears throat> the House Oversight Committee will hold a hearing on UAPs on Wednesday, 726. I believe that's what we just heard from. The announcement came on the heels of the Democratic Senators Chuck Schumer and Mike Round submitting an amendment to the Defense National Defense Authorization Act that would mandate government records related to UAPs carry the presumption of disclosure. Schumer said it's long past time that Americans get some answers, adding the American public has the right to learn about technologies of unknown origins, non-human intelligence, and unexplainable phenomena. Now, we know these are the same entities that want to kill us. 
They want to annihilate us. They want to subjugate us. People like Schumer and these. But they're so concerned that we get some answers. You know, and we have the right to know about these things, these technologies and unknown origins and all this stuff. Yeah, right. Again, there's always some satanic agenda, some thing they're trying to, and I just want my listeners to be prepared when it when it happens, and it is happening, it's kind of ongoing. So if they're openly admitting they have recovered non-human bodies from UFOs, what do they have planned next? And again, it's, it's all speculation, but for a long time, the U.S. government worked exceedingly hard to suppress legitimate information about UFO phenomenon. Well, they weren't they weren't far enough down the line where they believe with their agenda that we could, I don't know, foist whatever they're going to foist on us. Okay. But I think we're, we're rapidly approaching that point. But now there's been a dramatic reversal. All sorts of extremely shocking things are being revealed to the public during congressional hearings. And that is something that would have never happened or be allowed in the old days. So why is this happy, happening? Are they trying to prepare us for something? Well, of course they are. As I write this, the highly anticipated testimony of former intelligence officer David Grush continues to make headlines all over the globe. He has previously given interviews to a couple of news outlets when he testified in the front of Congress that he was under oath. So if he didn't tell the truth, he could potentially go to prison because he was under oath. During his testimony, Grush dropped bombshell after bombshell. Now, there's a link to that report because we just heard one clip, but these are some of the other things he talked about. He testified that the U.S. government possesses multiple alien craft and that the remains of their crew, the, these biologics, which, which, which he talked about, um, we have those, that government contractors have misappropriated money to fund these ongoing programs. And this is a lot of this whole black ops money where a ton of our tax dollars goes just totally missing every year into this type of stuff. And that there have been efforts in the past to silence those who have come forward um, and that they have even, that those threats have even included murder. That's what Grush said, okay? I didn't play that clip, but if you listen to the whole thing. In addition, Grush said that the U.S. was working to reverse engineer elite technology and that people were hurt in the process of attempting to do so. He said that he had a list of witnesses, both cooperative and hostile, for future hearings that could provide additional answers through first-hand accounts. So those were some of the other things that he got into. Pretty major, major stuff here. Um, okay, so switching gears a little bit, but this does relate to this subject. Um, this little video is Mount Hermon, Fallen Angels, UN Bases, The Transfiguration, Enoch, and The Watchers. Fallen angels, UN bases, ancient temples, and Jesus' transfiguration. Mount Hermon has been a focal point throughout all of human history. In this video, we'll look at how all of those things connect together. Mount Hermon is a cluster of mountains with three distinct summits, each of which are about the same height. Most of Mount Hermon lies within the Israeli-controlled area that constitutes the Hermon Nature Reserve. The Bible and extra-biblical historical texts mention Mount Hermon in many different places. In Psalm 133, the dew of Mount Hermon is compared to the dew of Mount Zion. In Deuteronomy 3 and 4, it describes the land that was taken from the two kings of the Amorites, which included Mount Hermon. According to the Book of Enoch, Mount Hermon is the location where fallen angels landed upon the earth 
and this is the same location where that group of angels joined. And again, if you want to hear my study on the Book of Enoch, uh, just key in Enoch in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, and I give you the whole thing there with the PDF documentation and um, the version I recommend, which is the hardcover blue, blue one by the Baptist Theological Seminary. They and then they have all the cross references between Enoch and the King James Bible. And I mean, there's so many different cross-references, it's mind-boggling. I'm not saying that Enoch belongs in the Bible. I'm just saying it's compelling when you look at it in totality and you look at all the different cross-references where the King James literally, essentially quotes the book of Enoch. Gather in an oath to sin against themselves and God and to take wives for themselves just like humans were. The Book of Enoch, while part of the Ethiopian Bible, isn't considered part of the current canon Bible we have today. But just like other historical texts that we trust about all throughout human history, we can know that there is still truth within texts outside of the Bible. And when we understand that the Bible actually quotes the Book of Enoch multiple times, right. and when we compare what's in the Book of Enoch with what we know in the Bible and how those stories match up very well, we can see and in my opinion trust that there's some very historically accurate information in the book of enoch i think of it like an expanded version at least the first part of it is more of like an expanded version of genesis 6 and that's you know which you hear me talk so much about i did today noah's day a connection between the book of enoch and the bible is in the comparison between enoch chapter 15 verse 3 why have you left the high, holy, and eternal heaven, and lain with women, and become unclean with the daughters of men, and taken wives for yourselves, and done as the sons of the earth, and begotten giant sons? Yeah, again, that's Enoch 15, verse 3. Of course, we know this story of the fallen angels creating giants in Genesis 6-4, but in Joshua 12, verse 4-5, through 5, we're told about King Og, who was a giant, and how he is connected to Mount Hermon. It says the other king was Og king of Bashan, and his territory, who was of the remnant of the giants, who dwelt at Ashtaroth and Edri, and reigned over Mount Hermon. So here we have the Bible, as well as the Book of Enoch, telling us that the region of Mount Hermon was occupied by giants. Enoch 15, 8-9 And now the giants who were born from the body and flesh will be called evil spirits on the earth, and on the earth will be their dwelling. And evil spirits came out from their flesh because from above they were created from the holy watchers was their origin and first foundation evil spirits they will be on the earth and spirits of the evil ones they will be called there's actually a connection is basically where we get demons that infest people and to be made between that and the transfiguration of jesus that i'll explain later but first we have to understand the importance of Mount Hermon and Jesus's trans. And I've done so many teachings on the giants, on Nephilim, just key in giants, Nephilim, in the keyword search box again at contendingfortruth.com, and you'll see those. There, you could probably have enough to keep you busy for weeks. Figuration. It seems as if Jesus went right into enemy territory when he went to Mount Hermon and declared his authority. This seems to be the location where Jesus had his transfiguration. And actually, even more importantly, this is the location where Jesus revealed to his disciples that he is the Messiah. Caesarea Philippi was a city that was located near the base of Mount Hermon. Matthew 16, verse 13 through 17 describes this more. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, 
Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Again, this happened in Caesarea Philippi, a town right at the base of Mount Hermon. This is in Matthew 16, and then in Matthew 17 we have the Transfiguration. Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Right after the transfiguration, Jesus and his disciples came off of the mountain, the high mountain, the closest high mountain there is Mount Hermon, and they encountered a boy who had epilepsy and was demon-possessed. So Jesus' first thing after coming off of the mountain, off Mount Hermon, is to deliver a boy from a demon. And as Enoch told us, the demons were the spirits of the dead giants. So it's almost like Jesus comes face to face with exactly what happened to Mount Hermon. He goes to the base of the mountain, reveals to his disciples he's the Messiah, goes up and has the supernatural transfiguration, and then comes down and delivers a human being from one of these evil spirits of the dead giants from the fallen angels who came down upon Mount Hermon. It's like Jesus came face to face in a supernatural story of good versus evil that truly couldn't even be thought of in the complexity and amazing and amazement of that story. Worth referencing is that according to the Encyclopedia of Britannica, Hermon means forbidden place, and Jerome, a 4th century translator of the Latin Vulgate Bible, interpreted Hermon as anathema, and anathema means someone or something that is intensely disliked or loathed, one that is cursed by ecclesiastical authority, another definition is a ban or curse, solemnly pronounced by ecclesiastical authority and accompanied by excommunication. Almost an exact description of what happened according to Enoch of the fallen angels who were excommunicated at Mount Hermon. Now strangely enough, if this mountain didn't have enough things going on around it throughout history, it continues to this very day, with the UN base at the very top of this mountain. It's called and referenced by people as the Hermon Hotel, and it's the highest permanently manned UN position in the world. According to the official story, in 1973, when war broke out between Syria and Israel, on and around Mount Hermon, Israel was using Mount Hermon as a radar outpost, and some of Israel's most sensitive and secret equipment was located there. It's currently a buffer zone, and the United Nation is in control of this area. This leads some people to wonder, is the UN there hiding something? With the history of that location, is it a possibility that there's still an opening or a connection to the supernatural world, a place where they're trying to break through and connect through? I mean, this isn't outside of the realm of possibility. All throughout history, even governments have tried to use supernatural forces to gain an advantage in war and power. Some archeological connections to Mount Hermon are the Nimrod Castle, which is built on the southern slopes of Mount Hermon. The original building was said to be built around 30 AD, but then rebuilt in 1228 to be used as a preemptive attack on Damascus. With the name Nimrod, of course, we can look at his history and see that he was the son of Cush, the grandson of Ham, the great-grandson of Noah, 
and he was known for building the Tower of Babel trying to reach heaven, another type of supernatural event. Also scattered all around Mount Hermon are temple sites, which were Baal shrines, ones which are either attributed to the Romans or the Romans built on top of them like they did in all the ancient sites. There's a foundation there, so the Romans just built on top of them when they came. Now, I got, um, I've done several studies where we've talked about Mount Hermon, and I give you a link to that in the PDF for this day, or you can just scan Mount Hermon, again, at contendingfortruth.com. Herman spelled H-E-R-M-O-N. And um, we get, I believe in the studies, and there's several I've done, we get into a lot of the archaeology that some of the stuff he's talking about. On them, the wicked people living in the land were building these temples to the idols, the fallen angels, and the giants. Another very strange fact about Mount Herman is in the year 1666, Ooh. Louis XIV of France authorized the building of an observatory in Paris to measure longitude. This was the beginning of the Paris Zero Meridian. And according to this system, the original system of measuring meridians, it's different than the one now, but according to this one, 33 degrees east of the Paris Zero Meridian and 33 degrees north of the equator lies Mount Hermon. Wow. And we know the number 33 nowadays is used in many different ways to mock truly Jesus because that's the time when it's believed that he died on the cross was around the age of 33. Not sure what to make exactly of all those numbers, but they are strange at the very least. Let me know in the comments your opinions on the significance of Mount Hermon. Okay, so we have that. I just really interesting stuff in kind of talking about the ufo thing and the fallen angels and yeah i feel like it relates now switching gears <clears throat> we have this fake asbury revival which we talked about before and i've done teachings and i give you the links to these teachings the fake asbury revival that just happened was in kentucky not too long ago has led to unprecedented cooperation between charismatics like the pentecostal charismatics and the Roman Catholic Church at the, quote, change event in Lisbon, Portugal. And this is what I warned about regarding this. Um, this is what I was saying was going to happen that would result as... It was resulting in that at the time it was happening. And now it's just led to further yoking up with Catholics. Bill Johnson and Bethel Church are joining forces with Pope Francis and the Roman Catholic Church at, quote, the change event in Lisbon, Portugal, I'm assuming, starting on August 4th in Portugal. Yeah. We made a lot of people mad when we told you and showed you why the phony Asbury revival was nothing more than a marketing campaign carefully conceived and craftily executed. This is from Now the End Begins, I believe, writing this. Now, what I did here is I inserted my teachings... Because if you're not sure what the Asbury Revival is, I could catch up on that. Um, I did a teaching on this, part one and part two, 227 of 23 of this year. And I'll just read you the table of contents that are applicable here. Warning, Asbury Revival, Roman Catholicism, the Jesus Revolution, that whole thing with the Jesus Revolution film. Lonnie Frisbee, uh, the gay guy that had everything to do with that whole jesus hippie movement greg laurie rick warren collegiate day of prayer exposed uh listener comment the movie the jesus revolution and then right on cue this movie is also debuting the same time that asbury revival is happening 
promoting Greg Laurie, Lonnie Frisbee, and Pastor Chuck Smith, the Jesus Revolution 2023 official trailer with Kelsey Grammer and Joel Courtney. Then, listener warning, the movie called The Jesus Revolution Exposed, Lonnie Frisbee, Chuck Smith, and Lonnie Frisbee Exposed again. Then, part two, this 1960s interview, David Wilkerson debates the original Jesus people. Then, the Asbury Revival is not of God. Then, listener feedback and warnings about the Asbury Revival. Then, what the Bible says about mourning and chastening. Um, I got a... Another email today from a listener about some, I don't know, revival that's going on. Evidently, it's these kind of revivals are cropping up everywhere. And um, I'll just, I'll go back to that real quick. So a long time listener and says, um, I'm concerned about these youth revivals with baptisms that are happening around the U.S. because I feel like it might not be of God, but more of the flesh. Here's one example. If you want to watch it, it might be worth warning about. And it's something in Pennsylvania, 74 baptisms, 90 healings, Jesus tent rally recap. And I, I watched some of it in this video. It's all kids. It's all like teenagers going around interviewing. I see no biblical headship. I see just everybody giggling and laughing. Oh, this is awesome. Punching fists and, and oh, this is wonderful. And my response was I was going to cover this story today because like I am right now. But my response is... Um, I mean, this looks like a bunch of teenagers are in charge of this. I mean, where's the biblical headship? Red flags to me, it looks irreverent, meaning there's no real reverence of God. If Jesus was really showing up in today's day and age, okay, especially in today's day and age, considering we're the most apostate that probably the world's ever known, and that's biblical for it to be that way. The Bible warns us about that. If Jesus did really show up, there would be repentance and mourning. Like, I'm mourning for, because of my sin type thing. Not a party type atmosphere. I saw no fear of God. I saw no... And again, this is what you would expect to see in an apostate. And then a, a, a listener, Susan, a long-time listener says, Revival comes on the back of brokenness for sin. Confession and repentance is a direct plea to God for mercy. I mean, on, an honest confession of sin and asking God for cleansing and forgiveness... Um. This type of thing. And then she says, uh, what about these? Um, 2 Corinthians 7, 9, and 10. Now I rejoice, not that ye were made sorry, but that ye sorrowed to repentance. For ye were made sorry after a godly manner, that ye might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation. So in other words, sorrow is... Um, Work us to repentance, which leads to salvation. Okay? Because you have to see your sinful state, and you have to see that you're in need of a Savior who paid that sin debt, that through the finished work on the cross, the Lord Jesus Christ. The only way to do that is not through pride. It's not through, hey, everybody, this is awesome, you know, and, and everybody running around. I don't I don't have any sin. I'm good. I'm good with God. I'll accept, yes, yeah, sure, I'll accept Jesus. The Bible says that um, godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. Um, and then she saw, also says, we know the dirt on the Asbury fiasco revival 
gays, false prophets, and women women pastors, you know, and that's just some of the stuff that was going on there, the ungodly stuff. So anyway, I just want a little sidebar there. Um, wanted to kind of touch on that because I am talking about this today. So um, the other stuff I recovered, I covered in the Asbury Revival. Asbury Revival planned weeks in advance and the unbiblical behavior going on there. Again, there's no... Then I go over what are the biblical guidelines for personal and church behavior and purity that we that we may know how to behave ourselves in the house of God. Well, none of that was really going on there. It was like a free-for-all. Totally inappropriate dress. Just, I mean, gays in the pulpit, women preaching everywhere, all kind of, um, I mean, everything was not done in decency and in order like it should be in the house of God. There was no really fear of God that I saw. Again, it was more like a party type atmosphere. But, you know, that's what goes on now, pretty much, in these types of places. The Asbury Revival worship is being led by an LGBTQ. Yeah, they had literally, openly, flagrant, flaming, homosexual guys leading prayers and things. Openly gay students helping at the Asbury Revival. Uh, then what the Bible says about homosexuality and its consequences. So again, you know, going back to this report, it says one of the reasons this it, this was so is because of something called the Catholic Charismatic Renewal, which has been working since the late 1960s to reunite wayward pro, pro, Protestants with Mother Rome. We even did a podcast on that very subject, warning you not to get involved with it. I am for revival when it's the Holy Spirit that's doing it, but I care not for the man-made kind of appeals to the flesh. Uh, when D.L. Moody preached and he had the big crowds, he also had the Holy Spirit. As a result, you would see a massive change in the culture after he left. You know, yeah, I mean, that's what you should see. The same thing happened with Billy Sunday. Now, Billy Graham, Billy Sunday preached, movie theaters closed down, liquor stores went out of business. How did this happen? Because it was the work of the Holy Spirit. That's how. In a spirit-led revival, all the focus is on God, and the people are very much made aware of their sinful condition. This is what I was just talking about. In man-made revival, God gets lip service while the people are exalted. There's a lot of talk of increase in prosperity instead of repentance. In this, Now, we're talking here about this whole yoking up with uh, the, um, well, the Asbury revival, and then this Bill Johnson and Bethel Church are joining forces with Pope Francis and the Roman Catholic Church at the change event in Lisbon, Portugal on august 4th which is coming up okay so all this brings us to bill johnson bethel church and the roman catholic charismatic revival and here's a little screenshot of this advertisement for the change in portugal and it says join us for this transformation worshiping uh event catholics and protestants together Again, the Bible says, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Okay, Catholics, that is clearly preaching another gospel. They add to the gospel. They take away from, I mean, it's it's horrible. It's works-based religion, okay? Idolatry is at its center. I mean, we are, I've done so many teachings on Catholicism exposing all the wicked things about it. It boggles the mind. Um, so we're not supposed to be yoked up with Catholics. Uh, we'll ignite the flame of faith, unite the body of Christ, bring the message of the gospel, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Catholic gospel is not the same as the gospel of the Bible. And then it goes on to see, show a whole bunch of people that are part of this. 
know that witch Patricia King is. Uh, I'm looking at some of these names. A lot, most of them I do not recognize. And probably a lot of them are. Well, here's a cardinal preaching. I mean, a Catholic cardinal. Um, anyway, they show the list of speakers. Stadium of Light, I guess in Portugal. So Bill Johnson, the guy that's yoking up with the Pope and the Catholic Church to bring this to you, Bill Johnson of Bethel Church says, he tweets that one of the million, of the million, I'm sorry, of the one million dollars needed for this event. Okay, so again, we start off with totally begging for money or, or the concept of, okay, we got to have a million dollars for this event. Okay, he says 800,000 has already been raised. 200,000 more is needed though. So this is how this guy starts. Begging for money, which should be a gigantic red flag. It is an unprecedented opportunity for Protestants and Catholics to work together in evangelism. Click the link in my bio to donate. Oh, I bet, Bill, you devil. So the, the next comment after that says, I hope this is a scam. I really do not think we believe the same thing. Catholics pray to Mary and so-called saints. Do do not be fooled. Don't give don't give any money. Then the next one. Hustling for the one world religion I see. Luckily, many of us see right through your pagan heretical NAR doctrine. New Apostolic Reformation, NAR. Again, I've done many teachings on that, just can't N-A-R. Repent and believe the true gospel. Um so, and then the next one, you're obviously gonna have people supporting it. So they say, oh, this is great. I don't think the negative comments are from people who have really had deep conversations with Catholics, who have a genuine faith and are baptized in the Holy Spirit, meaning Catholics that pray in tongues. Because see, that means they're really saved. A lot of people believe that if you don't pray in tongues, you're not saved. A lot of charismatics, a lot of Pentecostals. Well, you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're not really saved. Bible does not teach that. Bible does, does not teach salvation hinges upon you praying in tongues. In fact, when the gifts are mentioned in the Bible, tongues is the least important and the least, the last one mentioned. Okay, now again, I'm not saying there's no biblical application for that, but from my experience, being in the charismatic and the Pentecostal churches, I believe most of the people that spoke in tongues were demonic because um, of the fruit that I saw in that whole movement. And I was in it, man. I was in it deep. I believe most of it was demonic. And evidenced by the fact that some of these people would go overseas, I don't know, to places where um, they didn't speak the language and they would start praying in tongues and people would look at them like in horror saying, why are you, why are you cursing Jesus in our language? <laughs> I've heard those stories. It's not good. So, um... I've had experiences with charismatic Catholics. I've told this story many times. I'll tell it one more time really quickly here. Um, I was leading a Bible study, a pretty big Bible study at this charismatic church that I was at in Cape Coral, Florida, uh, Kingsway Christian Center, I believe. I got in there and man, they they elevated me right away. I had no, <laughs> I, was a, I was basically a baby Christian, but I had zeal and I had a doctor behind or in front of my name, so... Um. Anyway, I was leading this Bible study. It was like I think Wednesday night or something at at one of the people there's house. Gail, 
it was her name and it was packed man we had a lot of people and there was a guy that would show up there he was a charismatic catholic he would come to our services but he was still catholic and i can remember the day that i just broached the whole subject about catholicism and i never saw him again ever it doesn't matter the catholics are some of the hardest people on the planet to reach if you go along with them and you and you don't question any of their heretical idolatrous dogma oh they'll be your buddy buddy all day long but the moment you start stepping on any of those catholic uh sacred cows man they'll they'll they're either going to get violent or they're going to be gone or a combination of both that's been my experience and i i didn't do it in a mean way i wasn't like trying to like drive the guy out of the bible study but he wanted nothing more to do with it um you know they're not they're not they're very very hard to reach and i think that you would really when jesus says this kind goeth out not but by prayer and fasting you would really want to pray and fast before you were going to try to really go to and witness to a catholic because they're some of the hardest there are to reach because they think that they're from the mother church they think they're the 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 um they're on the top of the the mountain they're you know they're where where real christianity really started there's a lot of pride there's a lot of devils and demons and those devils and demons are very very typically in most catholics especially if they've been in it their whole life they're very entrenched and rooted deep um so just a heads up there so this whole thing is called the change it's part of the world youth day sponsored by the roman catholic church in portugal as you can see from the listing of speakers and performers who will be attending there's a huge support from charismatic church and i guarantee it's going to be that same circus atmosphere that are in these these youth tent revivals where supposedly all these people are getting saved now and you know um people are getting baptized and all this other stuff it's going to be that same thing as you can see from the listing of speakers um there's huge support from the charismatic church of america bill johnson wants to raise one million dollars for rome and he's almost there do you remember from a few years back kenneth copeland leading his congregation to the vatican to help tony palmer yeah because they're all yoking up and i and i said this for a long time i saw it firsthand when i was in the charismatic church that back then and this was oh man my word it wasn't even 2000 when i was leading that bible study at kingsway back then there was a huge inroad from the charismatic church the charismatic pentecostal slash church to the catholics that was i think the first bridge really 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 direct bridge from catholics to us so th that bridge has been there a long time it's had a long time to simmer and motivate and, and of course you're gonna have people like kenneth copeland and these types also bridging that gap this is what the asbury revival was for: to get people to pull down the doctrinal barriers that separate the true church from rome and join the whole thing together in one big mongrel laodicean mess yeah i agree this is exactly what is happening next week in portugal lisbon portugal the website for the change says there's an unprecedented opportunity for the church to gather to imagine what can be done by working together for evangelization on august 1st to the 6th so gosh it's five days uh 2023 1.5 million youth and young adults 
will descend on Lisbon, Portugal for the World Catholic Youth Days. 1.5 million. That's a lot of people. Again, something that you might want to add to your prayer list. This is coming up. I mean, I don't know when you'll end up listening to this, but yeah, this is from, I don't know, it says August 1st to the 6th. Wow. That is, I wow. That is a ton. In the middle of this event, believers of all denominations are assembling to fulfill Jesus' great commission. And can you imagine Jesus' great commission? Yeah, through the Catholic Church. Remember, they're always going to add to. It's always going to be another gospel. And though we are an angel from heaven, preacheth another gospel. And that's what the Catholic gospel is. Let them be accursed. They're the mother church. They're taking us back in. Since Vatican II now, we're anybody that calls themselves Christians or should be considered, you know, like a brother. But we're, we're not the same until we embrace the full Catholic idolatrous dogma and all of the the myriads of different satanic hoops you have to jump through in order to appease the catholic god <laughs> you know whatever that is whatever demonic fallen angelic entity that is like mary being the queen of heaven being one of them absolute total blasphemy but in order to have a one world religion under the antichrist and false prophet one of the main things that needs to happen is all the religions need to come together tear down all their denominational well not all the catholics are still going to keep theirs up but then when the catholics get assimilated into the one world religion under antichrist their nose will go down most likely because we're going to have all these ascended masters coming on the scene that are going to you know like one being master jesus or esau sananda emmanuel that that'll be the one that goes to the christians in the world and says hey guys you know yeah i'm jesus but man you got everything wrong and the bible's been wrong especially the king the king james it's been corrupted you got things wrong it's no 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 there's so many things that i need to get you on the right path and these are all my brothers these other sunday masters and one will go to the Mohammedans and one will go to the Hindus and one will go to the Buddhists and they'll get everybody on the same page. We'll have one world religion. The, the Bible predicts there's going to be a one world religion under Antichrist and false prophet. How else could it happen? I mean, I guess, yeah, there's other ways it can happen other than maybe ascended masters. But to me, from a satanic viewpoint, it would be the most logical if you had these same religious figures that each particular um, faith reveres like muhammad and you know krishna and buddha and you know the maitreya is one of them that claims to be krishna the fifth buddha to the to the hindus um i'm sorry fifth the fifth buddha to the buddhists krishna to the hindus the messiah to the jews the Christ to the um, Christians and um, the Imam Mahdi to the Muslims. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to come back and try to fulfill all those shoes. I'm, I'm not saying. I think he's going to be one of them coming back. I've reported on him for years, Maitreya. Just key it in the keyword search box. He's the only one of these ascended masters that has their own UN, United Nations sponsored websites all, going all the way back, you know, over 20 years. He's the only one. And was talked about by Alice Bailey and these Madame Blavatsky and these types of people for a very for over a hundred years. 
his arrival. So I'm not saying he's the Antichrist, but I do think he's going to play a role in that. Um, it's going to be the greatest deception the world's ever known. I think it will be the backbone of the strong delusion that God said he's sending in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I think it's going to be the backbone of that. And we're just getting into that. So this is all part of what we should be expecting when we see stuff like this. Uh, let's see here. So it says, in the middle of this event, believers of all denominations are assembling to fulfill the Jesus Great Commission. So it goes back to the report and it says, get the picture, Pope Francis will be in Portugal for this event. Perhaps he and Bill Johnson will have an espresso together and talk shop. Now, can you imagine though? Can you imagine? What does the Bible say is going to be the main way the whole world is deceived and deluded? What is, what is probably going to be the main component of even... The strong delusion will be this, that the Antichrist and a false prophet are going to, going to deceive the whole world through signs and lying wonders and miracles. Well, that's what the whole Catholic devil death cult's based on. What about all these other Protestant Christians that are coming together at this event in the change? This would be the perfect time for this to happen. And then all of a sudden you start to see Marian apparitions and you start to see all of these other Catholic garbage lying signs and wonders start going down in an event like this and then the protestants go home or there's film footage of it and the protestants go home and oh no the catholics are it is the it is the mother church we're, we're returning like chicks under the mother under the mother church's wings i'm i'm becoming a catholic and then that's going to get assimilated into the one world religion i'm not saying that's going to happen but it could the Bible says a wicked and adulterous generation. Actually, Jesus Christ said a wicked and adulteration, a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. So many people that are involved in Catholicism, that's that's their main thing they're seeking. They're seeking signs, signs and wonders. Their whole religion's based on that. Well, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? They're totally ruled by their emotions. They just this is what happens when you just throw away the King James Bible and let your emotions and your heart rule over you and dictate what you believe is truth. It's why you have to be rooted in the solid rock of Christ Jesus. And when the winds and the waves and all this other stuff come, you're not going to be moved off that all these other people that they're not even reading the King James they're they're, you know, reading some corrupted version. They're in a corrupted system, a corrupted denomination that is, you know, filled with in Catholics case, pedophile priesthood child molesters that observe all kind of idolatry that are totally works-based salvation praying to mary and all these other supposed saints entrenched in all of these unbiblical evil wicked practices that the catholics have incorporated into their system it's totally a leavened mess of wickedness I mean, this is, yeah, this is not good. Mark this down and remember it. Any event, conference, church, groups, or people or individuals that wants to for you to forget about doctrine and come together in the spirit of love and human fraternity is leading you straight to Rome and the Vatican. And dare I say hellfire. The Catholic Church has a huge inroad with the charismatic church anyway. 
as I've talked about, which makes up the largest part of the professing Christianity. Does it? Charismatic Church does? I don't know about that, but don't let them get to you. Stay in the book, don't give up your King James Bible, and cling to the Bible doctrine like the life raft that it is. The best part is, if you do all those things that Paul commands, read 2 Timothy um, and see for yourself, or yeah, 2 Timothy and see for yourself, the Catholics won't want you anyway. Yeah, they're not going to want you. Again, it's real easy to offend a Catholic. Trust me. <laughs> you start to get any in any kind of biblical thing that disagrees with whatever cultic theology they're embracing, unbiblical cultic theology they're embracing the Catholic Church, you'll find out how quick they, they don't want you. You'll see fangs come out real quick, typically, when it comes to that. I've, I've seen it over and over. Okay, so along these lines, then, I got this email this week from a, a listener. And he was in reference about my first audio from last week. Um, and he said, I just wanted to briefly share an experience I had with, in regard to what you're discussing about dead people, supposed dead people communicating with their loved ones. Like we talked a lot about last week about that subject. Um, but not warning them about hell or getting saved through Jesus Christ. M meaning if it was truly dead people communicating, whether they were from heaven or hell, don't you think the main thing they would be telling their uh, family members would be to get saved through the Lord Jesus Christ, whether they're from heaven or hell. If that was even happening, and I don't believe it's happening, but don't you think that would be number one on their mind if they really had, if these supposed loved ones had real concern about their um, their family? You'd think. <laughs> so he, he says that... Um, in 2013, my former wife lost her sister to breast cancer. In 2015, my wife's mother started then having experiences, dreams or visions while awake of her deceased daughter, my ex-wife's sister, in fiery flames with a horrific expression on her face. Ugh. Begging her mom, my mother-in-law, to warn her own two teenage daughters, my mother-in-law's uh, granddaughters not to come to this awful place it's the same thing that the the rich man wanted to do with his family in the bible there's precedence for this the, the rich man you know lazarus and the, and the rich man okay he wanted to go back and warn his family my ex-wife and i both heard from um, her firsthand about these experiences and how shaken she was from them she was shaking, crying, and inconsolable. See, that's the kind of thing you will typically see when God is dealing with you, especially if you're unsaved. You know, godly sorrow leadeth thee to repentance. Okay? It's not, hey man, let's punch this and high five and, and, and it's awesome, circus environment. Yeah, man, let's joke up with everybody. Let's joke up with the calories, joke up with the hippies. You know, while we all get high together, get drunk together, I'm sure that goes on, you know. It's not the way it works. It just isn't. Anyway, she was shaken, crying, and inconsolable. My ex and I talked to mom about Jesus, the Bible, heaven, hell, and she started reading the Bible a bit. Okay. But being a Catholic, here we go. 
but being a Catholic, she later unwisely went to a priest and was apparently discouraged by the priest from reading and pursuing the truth any further. And that devil priest, when he plunges into hellfire, unless he repents, will have her blood on his hands. And all the other people, he turned away from the word of God and from the truth. To whom much is given, much is required. And these are the highest stakes in the universe, really, if you think about it. So he discouraged, this devil discouraged her from reading or pursuing the truth any further. Why would anybody want to yoke up with these devils? These experiences then soon stopped, meaning these warnings she was getting, which were good for her. And my mother-in-law returned to her normal life in pursuits. She was a dear, lovely lady whom I love very much. Yeah, reminds me of my, my grandma. Um, I mean, one of the sweetest, nicest ladies I've ever known in my whole life. My grandma Myers on my mom's side. But was a very staunch Catholic for a long time. And I can remember the day I sent her that, <laughs> that videotape on marrying apparitions. And I mean, she, it was the only time in my whole life I saw like the fangs come out. She, don't you ever. I'm like, whoa, who is this? I never, ever saw that side of her my whole life. I used to uh, fly up there every summer to Ohio. To spend um, like one to two months with them particularly. My other grandparents had, um, mo for the most part, had already moved down. Yeah, they already moved down to Florida. They were up there a little bit when I was wee little. But I never saw that side of her until then. And then it was, I, I you know, it was sobering. After these incidents in 2015, my ex-wife and I were fairly convinced that these experiences could have been real. I'm almost guaranteeing you they're real from what I'm reading. And very likely God's mercy in allowing my mother-in-law this warning. But see, the Bible says the Spirit of God will not always strive with man forever. The Holy Spirit. He's not going to just continually, like, um, I think some people have a lot more chance of getting saved than others. I do. Um, some people and how that works out, I, you know, I don't know all the secrets of the Lord. I don't, but the Bible says we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. And so we don't have all the, I don't have all the answers. Okay. But, um, I do believe this was God's mercy. Yeah. I agree with her, with him. Um, and then he says, sadly, she passed away from COPD in February of 2018 with no evidence of a saving faith in Christ. See, the problem is, is if you harden yourself, if you've been shown the truth and then you, you, I mean, you're broken and then you reject it, that's a lot of times worse because that's when the hardening process occurs. That's when you, 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 um, you can get hardened and then there's no chance there, the, the spirit of God's not striving the, 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 the spirit of the Lord tried. And again, I'm not saying, I'm not being dogmatic, like, oh, it has to happen in this particular regard every single time, the same way, the same play. I'm not saying that God doesn't deal with everybody like cookie cutter. And man, this these verses really speak to this. 
because mm, this just came into my head. And, okay, this priest, for example, this this one that led her to hell or sealed the deal for her to go to hell. Second Peter two seventeen. These are wells without water. Mike, if you go to a well and you want to get water, no, they don't have water. Clouds that are carried with a tempest to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. Because if you actively, if you're in a religion and you're actively taking people to hellfire, you're actively pulling them into a false gospel, it'd have been better that you had never been born. Is is my, when I read scripture, that's my conclusion for when they speak great swelling words of vanity they allure through the lust of the flesh through much wantonness those that were clean escape from them who live in error and again i just think of these catholic priests discouraging them from reading the word of god steering them into this works-based religion which is based in pride while they promise them liberty they themselves are the servants of corruption for of whom a man has overcome, the same he has brought into bondage. When you go and you sit in a Catholic church, for instance, and you sit under one of these, dare I say, pedophile, child-molesting priests. And that, they're not all that, but a lot of them are. Um, if you do that, these are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man has overcome, the same he has brought into bondage. If you do that, they will overcome you and they will bring you into bondage. But they're chains that you can't see. For after, if they have escaped the pollutions of this world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein. So it reminds me of this particular lady that had been shown these visions and dreams and then had talked to her family who were Christians, my listener here and his wife, I guess they're not married anymore, but um, if after they've escaped the pollutions of this world through the knowledge of, of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein. And overcome, which is what happened when this priest went to her, the latter end is worse than the beginning. For it had been better for them to not have known the way of righteousness than after than they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. And this is the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is the, this is the true gospel that's in reference to here. But it happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow, meaning the pig that was washed in her wallowing in the mire. So like a pig that returns to its own, like pig slop, and a dog that returns to his own vomit. That's how God views it. When, when she's shown the way of righteousness, and then she returns back to it sobering sobering stuff um so she passed away from copd in february of 2018 with no evidence of a saving faith in christ i offer this as an example of the difference with the cases that are commonly publicized where all is well after death it this is truly chilling yeah and again i inserted that in here perfect timing getting that this week because we're talking about this whole swath of of catholics and protestants yoking up 1.5 million showing up in lisbon portugal or whatever yeah this coming week alone how many of them are going to end up in hellfire 
horrible. The, the stakes aren't any higher. This is why we have in the prayer that the Lord of the harvest would send laborers into the harvest. But these are these are true laborers. These are real people that are trying to lead people to the Lord. Because, man, there's multitudes of others out there that are trying to lead you to hellfire. And then it relates to this. This report I got this week. Listener comment. Attorney Tom Rents, his knitter account. Knitter. Not Twitter, but knitter. I didn't know there was such a thing. Uh, his knitter account, if you scroll down a little ways, you will get to the Ohio Catholic Rosary Rally ad that he has on his knitter account with General Flynn and Jim Caviezel as speakers. Right on cue. Now we've got General Michael Flynn who prays to the Michael Archangel and invokes the seven rays, the Luciferian Madame Blavatsky, seven rays, General Michael Flynn yoked up with the whole Trump movement with Alex Jones, with Mike Adams and all that new age mess and the freedom doctors. General Michael Flynn and now the, the newest man with the shiniest persona, Jim Caviezel, Tim Ballard, the whole Sound of si or Sound of Freedom guys, which we've been exposing for the previous weeks regarding all the red flags about that. Yeah, now they're going to their Ohio Catholic Rosary Rally to get you into hellfire. Get as many recruits as they can. Because at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. Getting people into hellfire. It is. And here it is. I, I posted a copy of this ad. I copied and pasted it in here. Vote yes on one. Rosary rally to save Ohio's children. So they're, they're using the rosary, which are, um, the rosary is um, prayer beads. They were introduced by the Roman Catholic priest, Her Peter the Hermit, in the year 1090 AD, which was copied from Hindus and the Muslim Mohammedans. They're basically Hindu prayer beads. They're totally pagan. The counting of prayers is a pagan practice and is expressly condemned by Christ. See Matthew 6, verses 5 through 13. My listener said, um, I clicked on this Tom Rince's knitter account and then I went to the URL listed on his knitter account and it took me here and I, and I, I posted it. I'm going to play you the thing because it's going to sound... For the most part, oh, this sounds awesome. Oh, wow, this is amazing. Um, for for especially people that aren't in the know about this, but it shows all these Catholics holding up their pagan abomination rosary beads in um, together in unity for to save the children. You don't want to get yoked up with this. I don't care what they say the cause is. You don't want to get, but I'll, I'll let this play. Christians are uniting nationwide for a rosary rally to protect Ohio's children. The Christian heroes who are... rosary rally to protect the children. Well, all of us could certainly get on board. Satan wants you to get on board with the Catholics any way that, and for any justification that you can possibly justify. Because he knows where that's going to end up. The historic rosary rally include the renowned Jim Caviezel, General Michael Flynn, and Abby Johnson. You can see the group of uh, demonstrators now making their way, going to Dodger Stadium. The Catholics behind the Dodger Prayer Rally, which sent shockwaves worldwide. 
In an August special election, voters will decide whether or not to raise the threshold of support needed for ballot measures to 60%. Move will make it harder for voters in November who will decide on a possible ballot measure to codify abortion rights in the state constitution. Ohio is on the front lines of the for abortion rights in America this year. Two powerhouse American organizations have teamed up to bring people from all over the country to attend what many are calling the most important pro-life, pro-family event since Roe v. Wade was overturned. If you're watching this video, you need to do three things. Number one... There's some Catholic dude that's got like Catholic Marian pictures of Mary, idolatrous garbage all over his back wall, commingled with all kind of American patriotic things, our founding fathers. Just It's just an absolute total, you know, pagan mess is really what you're looking at. You need to pray for these elections. Number two, you need to vote yes on issue one if you live in Ohio. Number three, if you live in Ohio, the great tri-state area, you need to be there at the Rosary Rally, yeah. August 6th. Yoke up with all the other, cat with the Catholics, even if you're Protestant, and get on the same page, and yeah. Of the Transfiguration. Voting yes on issue one, we're going to protect our Constitution and save... So this is some guy named Jesse Rom Rom Romero. And he's got, he's some guy, I don't know who, uh, I guess he's a Catholic. He, I think he's got a Marian thing around his neck. Our Constitution and yeah, our yeah, he's got all kind of Catholic garbage around his neck. But he's got, in the back, he's got put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. The problem is, is, is you're commingling that verse with your false devil death religion. Your black devil death cult that's killed over 50 million real christians most likely during the inquisitions alone in the most horrific sadistic evil wicked ways you can imagine key in inquisition catholic inquisitions in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com i mean the, the way they killed real christians and i'm not saying they were all some of them were probably witches in the but still there's, there's no bible for doing that there's no bible for doing that and yet they don't talk about that at all they don't, they don't talk about all the real Christians that were killed. They just, oh, that's, we'll just wallpaper over that. that that's no big deal. And all the other wicked, evil, sick, twisted things that the Catholics have done since the incarnation of the of the Catholic death cult for so long ago. They don't, no, we're, we're not going to talk about any of that stuff. It's all good. It's all good. From abortion on demand and genital mutilation without parental consent. We need other guys to stand up right now. We need church leaders. We need to just freaking Americans to stand up. It's just all these Catholics with all their pagan garbage marching in these parades. I'm telling you, this is straight from the pit of hell. That's it, that you can't take our children. Take your rosary. We're going to count on the virgin most power. Okay, we're going to we're going to counter the virgin's power. It has this statue of Mary with rosary beads around her hands. Total idolatry. Total breaking of the second commandment. They don't care. They remove that commandment from their their uh, Catholic Ten Commandments. So none of that is applicable anymore. I mean, we are talking total evil, wicked heresy and leaven that is just part of this black devil death cult. We're going to unite our prayers to her heel. We're going to unite our prayers to the sword of St. Michael the Archangel. Sword of St. Michael the Archangel. And to Mary. They didn't, I didn't hear him say, I don't know if he's going to say anything about Jesus. I don't think he is. Because see, it showed Mary holding baby Jesus. See, he's just a little baby Jesus. He's not really the one you go to. You go to Mary to get to Jesus, and you go to Michael, who's going to, you know, do all. Well, isn't it funny? That's who General Michael Flynn was praying to, Michael the Archangel. Even though there's no Bible for any of that.
We're to go to the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how biblical prayer works. No, no, we'll go to Mary, whoever, all these other supposed dead saints. We'll go to Mark of the Archangel. Jesus is kind of like the last one we go to because really the only way we can get to Jesus is through Mary anyway. That's what the Baltimore Catechism teaches. So it's more palatable to do these other things because it makes us feel like we're better Catholics, I guess. We as the heart of a family and society and guardians of life have the responsibility That's to so protect sick. our children. I mean, it literally looks like a death cult coming down the street with these parades they're in. And it is. It is a death cult. Abortion and genital mutilation. We'll because, but see, I'm a bad guy because they're, for, they're against abortion and genital mutilation and so am I. But see, because I'm pointing out their wickedness, I'm bad. No. No, a little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. And leaven is referred to as bad doctrine. And Jesus Christ warned about that. He said, beware the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. There is so much leaven in Catholic devil doctrine that it boggles the mind. And I'm going to point it out. I'm going to mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by good words and fair speeches, deceive the hearts of the simple. Romans 16, verse 17 and 18. That's what I'm instructed to do. I'm to mark these devils that are putting forth this information and that are trying to get other people into hellfire for eternity. But you know why? Because I love them enough to tell them the truth. Uh, the we will make a difference and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens oh, us. Oh, you now I thought it was why were you showing pictures of Mary and Michael the Archangel then? If you can do all things through Christ, which strengthen you. See, they like to commingle all of their heresies in with biblical doctrine. And hope that you haven't done been, been a good Berean and studied to show the you know, study the word of God. They're they're hoping that you hadn't done that. To see whether these things be so. Mm-mm. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be shamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. They hope that you have never done that. Because if you have done that, you're going to want nothing to do with them. Especially if you have a King James Bible. But though they're, they're going to throw Jesus in there in some verses that are that are palatable, then in you know, you know, so that it, they still they still sound like they're Christians. This historic Rosier rally is going to be led by the great Jim Caviezel, Ooh, General Michael Flynn. Jim Caviezel, who we've exposed for the last three weeks, four weeks, I don't know, in a row. And General Flynn, who I've exposed on so many different teachings. Two total reprobate devils, as far as I'm concerned. That's who's leading this. Abby Johnson and many more renowned Christian leaders. The buck must stop at the Buckeye State. God bless you all and make sure you're all there as you join thousands of others at this rally. August 6th, Feast of the Transfiguration. Feast of the Transfiguration. So another Catholic thing they're, they're doing there. Get us across the finish line as we vote yes on State Issue 1. I'm telling you, man. Dangerous, evil, wicked poison that I would have nothing to do with. So my listener says, Satan is working overtime these days, isn't he? It's so disturbing to see how misinformed people are, so deceived by this deception. Yes, I agree. And then the thing that is on attorney Tom Rents, who's, again, I'm not saying he's not doing good work regarding the COVID shot. Now, he is pretty much yoked up with all the whole Freedom Doctor movement and stuff like that. Um, I think that Tom is very, very deceived and deluded uh, about this aspect of it uh i i, I truly do I, i'm not saying he's a bad person i really am not I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are not 
their their hearts are deceived, but it doesn't mean that they're wicked and they want wicked things. Okay. Um, anyway, he has this on this Knitter account, and it says, "Calling all Ohioans, plan to attend. We, the people of God, will we will overcome and triumph." Local action, national impact at General Flynn and um, these other names. Okay. And then Tom Rents commented on that and said, I don't know anything about this, but I am interested. And it just shows you how easily somebody can be roped in to something like this. You know, and the next thing you know, you're converting to Catholicism. Horrible. Just absolutely horrible. All right. I got to keep going here. Um, so switching gears, 13 nations to engineer famine. This is part of the Great Reset. 13 nations agree to engineer global famine by destroying agriculture, uh, saying that producing food is bad for the planet. As the article goes into, it says we are now being told that producing food is bad for the planet. To save the planet, globalists insist farms must shut down across the globe. Yes, we know all about the fact that in the Netherlands at first they went after 30% of farms, then the farmer party rose up and won a majority, and then now the the shadow government there, Mark Rutte, uh, the Bilderberger, the globalist from the World Economic Forum, is pushing to get rid of 50% of farms in the second top agricultural exporting country in the world. They're also going after 200,000 cattle in Ireland. There's huge protests there over it, uh, more tractor and farmer protests. And at the same time, John Kerry and Joe Biden are pushing for the exact same thing in the United States. Trudeau is doing it in Canada. My goodness, my friends, what are they using as the excuse for all this? Well, you got it. It is, of course, anthropogenic global warming, climate change. Watch my video recently called Climate Change Hoax Exposed, Climatologists Blow Whistle, massive cover-up. Very important video that I break down the history of all this, and I think everyone needs to, needs to watch or listen to that. Anyway... As it continues in this article, it says, Under the guise of reducing methane emissions, 13 nations have signed a pledge to engineer global famine by uh, gutting agricultural production and shutting down farms. Announced earlier this year by the Global Methane Hub, a cabal of crisis engineers who exploit public panic to destroy the world food supply, those 13 nations are Argentina, Australia, Brazil, Burkina Faso, Chile, Czech Republic, Ecuador, Germany, Panama, Peru, Spain, the United States, and Uruguay. Now, very interesting to see those countries because they're from both blocks that are bringing in what we would call the BRICS New World Order, the BRICS World Reserve Currency System. Argentina and Brazil are a big part of pushing into. BRICS, of course, Brazil is a B in BRICS, but uh, Argentina is one of the main countries that's trying to join BRICS right now. Germany has uh, shown some interest in going to the conference in August. And then on the other side of these, and, and then, of course, Peru and Uruguay and Spain and all that. But on the other side of it, you also have the U.S., the very empire that they're trying to collapse. But most of the countries mentioned there are really big farming countries, really big farming, very important farming countries. On top of the Netherlands, which is the second top, there and, and you, you notice they're not doing this in China. They have shortages in China for sure, and there's been weather warfare there, but mostly for exports that are going to other countries, like the United States, where suddenly certain supplies are no longer there. 
but not for their own people. No, because this is part of the plan. They need to make everything appear as though it's natural, but the reality is that the United States and China are working together hand in hand in order to create this crisis to prop up China as a new world reserve currency system. They've been doing it since the 70s. But I digress. I should finish this article before I babble on too much more. It says here, imagine no meat production from Australia, Brazil, and the USA. This is the goal of the globalists, and they admit it's all part of the climate fraud, which has been thoroughly exposed as a quack science hoax by the, by the way, um, as Luis Planas, Spain's Minister of Agriculture, Fisheries, and Food says, and I quote, I am glad to see the shared commitment by the international community to mitigate methane emissions from our agriculture as a means to achieve the goals we signed for in the Paris Agreement on Climate. Huh. And I quote, and by the way, the goals that they signed in their agreement, blah, 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 blah. It wasn't our agreement. We didn't sign on to this. But carrying on says, and I quote, Food systems are responsible for 60% of methane emissions, warns Marcelo Mena, CEO of the Global Methane Hub. She is saying that farming is destroying the planet. Hence, their demand to shut down farms. Without farms, you have no food. And without food, you get exactly what Kamala Harris called for over the weekend. Reduced population. Oh, that was a mistake. The depopulation agenda is no longer even a secret. They are bragging about it. And here's their logic. Food equals global warming. Oh, that thing that hurts humans. No, wait. Actually, it hurts the Earth, they claim, even though they can't even prove that because the Earth, the highest temperature on record was 1998. But... What are they really planning? Oh, wait, yeah, that's right. We're carbon-based life forms and they're trying to get rid of carbon. So they're attacking food and shutting it down. Cows and chickens to be replaced by crickets and insect larvae. Enjoy the crunchy fake meat patties and cricket McNuggets. Soon you'll be eating bugs because meat will be wildly unaffordable due to the government shutting down farms and ranches, as journalist Leo Homan explains. We can presume from this language that among the practices being considered are replacing a major portion of the beef and dairy, cattle, pork, and chicken stocks that pop populations rely on for protein with insect larvae, mealworms, crickets, etc. Disgusting. The UN, World Economic Forum, and other NGOs have been promoting meatless diets and the consumption of insect protein for years, and billionaires have invested in massive insect factories being built in the state of Illinois, in Canada, and in the Netherlands where mealworms, crickets, and other bugs will be processed as additives to be inserted into the food supply, often without clear labels, that will inform people of exactly what they are eating. Now, I know in Italy, they banned um, such a thing, but most places, not so much, and just wait until the, someone... Um, you know, someone new comes in in Italy. It says, Homan also refers to the Deagle forecast, which projects an almost 70% reduction of the U.S. population. By 2025, saying I'm not sure about that yet. I'm I'm still on the fence about that one. I think that's one of those. Well, again, typically when you see a prediction by them, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more later. I've never seen one prediction that the New World Order has ever said actually come to pass, as far as some kind of population reduction, whatever. They they typically way, way overshoot whatever they're saying. That's typical for them. I mean, they're satanically zealous, but. God's in control at the end of the day. So, again, I'm not saying bad things aren't coming between now and 2025. And I don't know what they might have up their sleeve. Again, we're going to be talking about that a little bit more today. But um, 
I mean, a 70% reduction is just mammoth. Boats were, they push it too early, and, and now people are going, oh, well, you said by 2025. It's the same thing as the global warming people. I think by 2030. But it says, there is no more efficient way to depopulate than through war, famine, and plagues. Isn't it interesting that all three of these time-tested methods of murder are in play now? Yeah, we have the injections, of course. In a related story, Michael Snyder from the Economic Collapse blog writes, Global food supplies just keep getting even tighter. Uh, the global hunger has risen to extremely alarming levels. According to the United Nations, nearly 30% of the global population does not have constant access to food right now, and there are approximately 900 million people that are facing severe food insecurity. I mean, this is an emergency situation, and yes, they're bringing in that lab-grown meat, and they are bringing in, of course, those pig beans, which uh, Dr. Ugh. Mercola talks about, pig where beans. they're using CRISPR gene technology, which we've talked about um, to exhaust before. Ugh. Yes, we are in an emergency situation, my friends. And I, I want to point out that I've mentioned this last year. The Guardian put out an article a while back ago on why we need to get rid of farms and in rural communities and move everyone into big cities into urban sprawls for sustainability they said to stop pollution they said guess who is one of the number one funders of the guardian i'll give you three seconds two one bill gates obviously now there's no surprise there he's buying up all this farmland and then not using that farmland and in not using that farmland he makes food more scarce and then on top of that, he buys some farmland and builds some factories on it right next to, you know, U.S. Air Force bases and Chinese government-owned land. Just off the, NAS the NAFTA highway uh, in North Dakota, below Winnipeg, Canada, my hometown, where they have the climate camps where you have uh, interrogation rooms and armories, and no one's explained why after this leaked document last year uh, revealed this, why there's climate camps. It, it goes without saying that there's a lot of crazy stuff up their sleeves. There's mRNA food being pushed on us, of course, as well, and they're finding it and traces of it in meat across the country. So there's a good chance. I don't know how you'd digest it. Graphene oxide could be digested, I'm pretty sure, um, and detoxed from uh, the mRNA. That's another issue, and it's something we'll talk about another time. But the point is, that is out there. And, you know, you have all this farmland being uh, taken up, but at the same time, there's also the inflation issue, which makes it impossible for people to afford food. That's why we see McDonald's closing all their field offices in the United States, because even the cheapest crappy food, people can't even afford anymore. What's the next step down? Of course, the next step down is going to be FEMA, FEMA food, food rations. All the while, you also have an oil production cut coming out of Saudi Arabia. Okay, so... That's basically the gist of, of the important parts there. Okay, so then kind of related to this, people are panic buying rice as stores run out after India announces export ban. I wanted to make my listeners aware of this. Okay, it shows people in India just freaking out trying to get rice at this particular store. This is Tapu 7, and you were witnessing... People panic buying rice after this new ban put into place by India. And you can see here in this clip, long lines of people in the United States waiting to get food. 
this is connected to India coming out and stating that they are going to put this large-scale ban across the board on exporting certain rices. So now all of a sudden these people panic buying and we're seeing this on video clips being shared on social media and it's coming from places like Texas and out of places like California where they're seeing this firsthand. So, so they're panic buying it in America too. One clip was of a Costco. People starting to get a little crazy in there throwing the food around and it looks like some are seeing this as a sign that I also saw this other video the other day on it's a video I think this goes on more in India but it was a video on how to tell the difference between plastic rice and real rice evidently they're making plastic rice that I guess is edible, but it's plastic. And it was a whole video on, on like, how do you differentiate between the two? Several videos. So, I mean, you might want to avail yourself to that. You can find that up on YouTube. I mean, just crazy. Something big is on the horizon. We've warned about food shortages and there's different things to add to them. But on the global scene, having India make a move like this is rather big. Plus the moves that Russia's making in terms of threatening to blow up anything that comes into a Ukrainian port and then destroying all the wheat. You're talking that wheat and rice now, globally, taking a big hit. This is something to pay attention to. I'm going to break this down further on the next live stream. Make sure to join okay, me. Okay, so that's all we have for part one, and uh, we will kind of continue this in part two. God bless you, and see you there. Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, number 321, Kickery, NC28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.